0: Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 15th of February, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to another episode of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards the Third of The Athletic. Now, James, technically, we are recording this on Valentine's Day. Um, the Pistons gave us a pretty good Valentine's Day gift. I got I to gotta ask you a question. Yeah, they gave you one, for sure. Yeah, okay, so that kind of answers my question a little bit. Obviously, you don't consider yourself a fan. You're just somebody who goes to work, right?
1: Yeah, I grew up a Clippers fan.
0: Right. Is your job a little bit easier on days like today where you kind of go to the arena like, you know what? There's some. There's a little bit of energy right now. It's maybe not palpable because there's no fans in the arena, um, at least to the extent that we would hope. And... Um, is, is, is there any sense of like it, it? Was it a little bit easier today, knowing that like something good could happen, like riding off of a really good win in Boston, or is it just another day at work?
1: Um, well, today felt really good because I already had my story for the, for today Monday uh, done, so like I was just there to watch and take in the game, and if something absolutely crazy happened, I would have wrote. But I mean, they just beat an average team; like it was a good win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I have my story. My story for monday was done on saturday night um so if you're listening to this go to the athletic i actually did it we're a month away from from trade season um and every year i, I do a month out like put the guys in trade tiers who's the most likely to get traded who's not going to get traded who could get traded but i wouldn't put money on it so i have the old, all those guys listed um I, I think you'll enjoy that but yeah i mean it's one of those games where it's kind of the whole thing with the pistons like i don't cover a team that's like the warriors or boston um even toronto to an extent the lakers the clippers teams that are like worth writing about every single day sure um so unless something again i mean they did win back-to-back games but it, they're still 8 and 19 at the end of the day um yeah you you just kind of get to come in and the, the, if something crazy happens you'd be ready but if uh, they won they won a basketball game against a um, a very i guess underperforming team would you call that in the pelicans or just an I, average I, team here's why
0: i'm mad can i have my moment can i be yeah no a,
1: have it please uh, man
0: I, this reality check that you're giving me right now is somewhere between like ah, he is kind of right and kind of pissing me off like come <laughs> on james let me be excited we went back to back games for the first time all season, I said the other day, like that we had a, we haven't had a winning streak this year. And someone was like, well, we have one. We have had a, like a home winning streak. And I was like, yeah, cause that's what, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> definitely what I'm talking about. Come on. Um, all
1: you guys got season tickets.
0: I just, I, I, I watched this game and you know, you, you go into the, uh, the Brooklyn game and you're kind of thinking like, you know, we're probably going to pull this off. I think I mentioned that on the last episode and then you do. And it's like, wow, it still feels great. Um, the, the Pacers game was whatever. The Boston game was like, I mean, no one knew that was going to come from Sadiq Bay right? Um, that was sort of like just the, the moment of him being like, hey, I actually, like, we realized, hey, he actually has been pretty good these last few nights, um, yeah. and that just sort of capped it off, right? And then immediately after that, the next morning, I do a poll um, on our Twitter account, which if you don't follow, it's at the Bun X Cardigan show, um, or is it just the Bun X Cardigan?
1: I think it's the bun, just the bun x cardigan. That's what I thought.
0: Okay, so just at the the bun x cardigan, I ran a poll on there. Um, who is the better rookie right now? Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay. I think there was a little bit of recency bias in there after the Boston game because Sadiq Bay did win. Um, he did. He he was great tonight. By the way, again, uh, he's hit yeah. I think twelve of his last 14 threes. Um, he was really strong again tonight against New Orleans. Um, I, I said this in my recap. Zion might be physically the most difficult matchup he's had all season defensively. Like he's had to defend, you know, Jalen Brown and Chris Middleton. Like he's been thrown to the fire. I feel like dealing with Zion down low um, was just really difficult. Like he was just kind of giving everybody the business all night. Um, Luckily, he had you know some help side defense from like Plumlee and Isaiah and Jeremy, and so he wasn't like left out to dry. But, but man, you get to the end of that game and the whole night, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, this is fun. But at any given moment, the Pistons could flip this game on its head and we could be down 20, right? So yeah. it's it's not until those last five that I'm kind of starting to think, we're really going to do this. We're really going to go back to back. And um, I would have
1: felt good after that first quarter. I mean, yeah, Detroit gave up 40 in the first quarter, but the Pelicans shot like literally percent yeah. yeah, like 78.9% in the first quarter, and the Pistons were only down 10 Yeah. Um, and you just, if you've watched the Pelicans this year, they have a good offense. They're a top 10 offense. Uh, but what they were doing in that first quarter was, in part, I think the Pistons' defense just wasn't ready to go. And some guys came out hitting shots like Lonzo, I think, started two for two from three. Um, they had some open looks. I didn't think there were, the Pistons made them work very much to start. And then the defense picked up that the pelicans came back down to earth sure. and i think you could kind of see it coming if, unless it was one of those games where this the pelicans were going to shoot 60 percent from the from the from the floor uh but that quickly settled down as soon as kind of the quarter turned
0: yeah it was really like, like like you just mentioned in the first quarter um it was detroit that was having to work for buckets and new orleans didn't and and that's where it kind of comes in that i just mentioned like the game flipped on its head right you go especially in that fourth quarter um the ball movement was insane. I saw you tweeted something Phenomenal. about it. I tweeted something about it. I think everybody noticed there was that one possession with about 5 minutes left to go in the game. There's 9, 10, 11, 12 passes in a single possession. Um we got a shot off missed. I think it was I don't remember if it was Delon that actually got the offensive board, but he was the one that put the ball back up. And it was like I I've not seen the Pistons move the ball like that in uh, I don't I don't know how many years it's been. Like it was truly I'm I'm like gasping at like, "Oh my gosh, another pass?" It was it was really great. Um,
1: Mason had a great quote after the game. Um, he was he was referencing Svi, and he was like, "It was just great to see to start that fourth quarter, Svi get open, s- two feet set, three pointers." was like, "Every time you've kind of he's like Svi's such a good basketball player, but this year it just feels like every three he's taken is either him in transition coming downhill shooting it, yeah. um, forcing a deep one." He's like, "It felt good." to have the ball movement, to set a good shooter like that up for, for for kind of a step in three. And I thought that was kind of just the story of the night. The Pistons shot ridiculously from three. Sadiq and, and Sfi combined for over 50%. Um, yeah, like Dwayne says it all the time, this is a three-point shooting league, and I, I'm sure if we look at the Pistons' record when they shoot 40% above from three, I bet you the majority of their eight wins – um, happened in those games
0: sure and that was the that was the most fun part I think is that Svi's back right he gave us 18 a season high um and it was in that fourth quarter like you just said Svi and Sadiq on the wings were just like I mean it was just punches right it was there was one one sequence on back-to-back possessions that they each hit a three and that was yeah. kind of like the oh, okay I think we're gonna do this um in terms of y- you personally Are you, like, exhausted right now? Like, is that kind of a tiring experience for you? Or is it, like, just going to a game and having to do – like, are you tired right now?
1: No, I'm not not that tired. Um, Yeah, like I didn't do – like I said, I had my work done on Saturday night uh, for today. Sunday I just chilled until the game. Um, Yeah, no, not at all. You kind of – you're just there. I'd be watching a game on TV. Sure. Um, So, I mean, maybe am I more tired than I would be? maybe i don't know maybe i'd be more tired to sit in the house but no i'm i'm fine right now i'm
0: wired i'm wired baby here's what here's yeah and you're raining on my parade let me be excited that the <laughs> pistons are playing well um the biggest question right now i think it, a few people asked it to me and I, and I did tweet something about it um at what point do we do we worry that the pistons are winning too many games and I, what i said was that the good news is i don't think that's ever going to be an issue i think that intermittently throughout the year well hold on hold on Yeah. Intermittently throughout the year, I think we're going to have these, what I said is these like pockets of fun and success where we love life. We don't care how bad we are. um, The whole no expectations, just vibe, that mantra that we sort of adopted. Um, But I would be really surprised if we get to a point where it's like, okay, you got to make a decision right now. Are we going for Cade or are we going for the playing game? You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So I I would be pretty surprised. Even with the momentum that we kind of have right now, here's the one thing, and I'll let you. I go think in a second. we should.
1: I think yeah. I think we should stay on this topic. With um, should the Pistons be worried about their odds of landing a top three pick? I, I think, yeah, I have, I have things to say about that.
0: So here's the biggest thing um, that for me actually creates some sort of like I, I I think on Twitter I made it seem like it was I was very like no way that's gonna happen. The more I've thought about it, I think the biggest thing is Detroit for this first half of the schedule, you and I were, like, very vocal about how hard this schedule was going to be. Um, have we fared a little bit better than I thought we would? Admittedly, yeah, especially against, you know, certain teams. But you have, the like, the hardest schedule in basketball for the first half. Well, it's only going to get easier from here, right? And when that second half schedule comes out, I don't imagine it's going to be anywhere near as difficult as it was for the first half. So, That's where you kind of start to think there's going to be some more winnable games here and there. And are you going to accidentally your way into the play-in game? And it's almost hypocritical of me because before the season, I thought, go get Cade. The only way I want to be in the playoffs is if you turn into the Memphis Grizzlies of last year, right? I think that was the consensus. Everybody felt that way. But we also Mm -hmm. were like, that's not going to happen. Right. And now I'm kind of like, that might – I, 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 is that gonna happen? Like, I don't know. That's not happening. I don't. I. I don't know.
1: There's no. I, well, that Memphis Grizzlies team um, had the rookie of the year and got the eighth seed, right?
0: Um. Well, they didn't make the playoffs because Portland beat them in the play-in game.
1: Wait. Oh yeah, last year was Jaw's rookie year. That's right. Yeah. 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 Right, okay. Yeah, and that whole thing is funky to me. I didn't agree with how that's – I don't like the play-in game. I, I don't Ooh. know if I've said that on here before. Yeah, because,
0: because you prefaced it with you're like, this is my most old man take or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was – It's to me, it's like Memphis was better until the pause, and then after the the stop-and-play, Portland gets healthy.
0: Yeah, And it's just sure.
1: kind of like – it was just a little weird to me. No, that's fair. Um. So for Detroit, I don't think there's any way in hell they get an eight seed. Like if this was normal – and, and it was just top eight seed in the East gets in. There's no way. I don't think that happens. I don't. I still don't think they get to the 10th spot no. um, with a play-in, but I'll say this. They are right now three and a half games back from the 10th seed with the hardest schedule in the NBA. That's it, terrifying. It, it goes Atlanta at 10, the Bulls at 11, Magic 12, Cavs 13, Pistons 14, and the Wizards, Wizards are 15. Atlanta's got some real issues. Like they could be looking for a coach some at some point this season. Yeah, um, and they they're missing another perimeter playmaker. That Bogdanovich going down is hurt them. The Bulls are weird, and they've been weird. Um, Orlando's in trouble. Cleveland's lost six in a row. They're in trouble. I mean, so this is where you're going to find out a lot about about Troy Weaver to me. Um, these next this next month and I wrote about it in the piece. I'm not going to dive into it too much, but I mean, you're looking at some of these guys, you're looking at Delon Wright. He's a big part of the reason this team has oh. been competitive and yeah. has eight wins.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I I just uh just to give people an update as to uh, what exactly that that entails. Let me just read this off very quickly. Um in his last four out of the last five games cuz the Pacers game he wasn't that great. Four out of the last five, 22 and 10, 22 9 and 4. 22 7 and 6 and tonight he had 17 6 and 7. Go ahead. Right.
1: So if if the goal is to remain competitive but still lose, I don't know based on how the Pistons have played again, they're 8 and 19. They're not very yeah. good, but they've they're very close to having 11 12 wins. Um Delon they have a hole at point guard with Killian out um saban and frank are on game restrictions because they're two-way dsj just got here
0: who was great i actually thought he was pretty strong tonight he looked like he was kind of thought settling it okay, in yeah. i thought he looked good he looked fun
1: um if a team comes calling for delon does, does Troy pull the pull the does he does he uh does he do it i mean delon has another year after this year right um he's i mean he's been serviceable his whole career but now you add another guy to a, maybe a playoff team who can be backup point guard who can play the two guard uh just a reliable player Um, i think he's even 19th in the nba in steals right now at 1.4 a game so if troy and company want to continue to be competitive and and see what happens maybe you keep the line if you're worried that when the schedule lightens up that this team is maybe a little bit better than the record suggests and you might win a few games and end up with the 11th seed and fifth worst team in the east then you might be in a little bit of trouble i mean maybe sure. again it all comes down to who you draft and identifying good players so whether and you never know they could get a lot of luck there too um but i think there's going to be some questions uh, wayne is a big reason that this team has eight wins um and has been competitive in games i mean legitimately on the other end of the spectrum some 15 plus point games from wayne um are the reason this team hasn't lost by 20 in some games and, yep. and like i said has eight wins do you trade him at the deadline to open up more an avenue for Svee? Do you trade Svee? I mean, he weirdly, he played a lot tonight. Um, a lot of minutes. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if this is – the deadline's a month away. Yeah. Um, I think all the rookies are safe. I think Plumlee's safe for another year just because they're thin in the front court Um Isaiah, as good as he's been, like he still follows a lot. You just need something sturdy there for at least another year. I think. I think he's safe. Sure. But I, I, if I'd be, I, if if Troy goes to the deadline and he trades Delon, um, I, that signals that, to obviously it signals to me that he, he might think that this team is a little too good. And <laughs> he's like, what did I do? He's like, I thought I future. knew what I
0: was doing, but I constructed a team that's just a little bit too good. Right. No, it's seriously,
1: because I, I think they are better than the record. Again, I do think they're still one of the worst teams in the league. But I, I am I sold that they're actually significantly worse than the Bulls and the Hawks? No, yeah. I'm not. And so this next month is going to be interesting. Not saying that people are going to come calling for Delon or have. Sure. But if they do, what does Troy do? Um, does he try his best to make sure that they have a top three pick? Um, and that clearly signals a, a tank slash rebuild, no question. Yeah. Or does he hold on and and hope that rookies hit walls, legs get tired and when the schedule eases up, they don't win as many games?
0: Sure. I think um man, I I don't here, give us a little bit of a give us a little bit of a of a teaser, okay? Is Seku in the Yeah, he he could get traded, but probably not for your story. So there's three tiers. Okay.
1: It's I I'd I uh most likely to get traded, and there's one player there. There's okay. three players and could get traded, dot, dot, dot. And then there's a, the rookies and a group and two other players, and I don't think they get traded this year. And Sekou is in could get traded, wouldn't surprise me.
0: Okay, sure. Um, And just since we're on the topic of trading, because I had a point that I wanted to go with the DeLon thing. I can't quite remember it right now, so we'll circle back if I need to. Um, Some rumors kind of started to come out a little bit. I think it was as of this recording yesterday. I'm really proud of Pistons Twitter because – we buried that pretty quick. We were like, this is dumb. Nobody believes this. If you do, you're dumb. Um, but since there are some people who are a little bit sort of, you know how we are. So I figured it would it would make people feel a little bit more comfortable if they heard from you that it is, in fact, stupid, which it is. The report that said I, – I texted it to you, actually, um, yeah. that the Pistons are, like, looking to attach a draft pick or a young player to Blake Griffin – to try to move him as if he's proving to be some massive detriment to our team, which of course he's not James on a scale of the, what's the, let's get a, I don't know if you have a barometer for this kind of stuff, but if, if we, if we need to make one up, the, uh, idiotometer, idiometer, is that how we would say that <laughs> on a scale of one to 10? How stupid is this? Uh, I'm not
1: going to ever question where somebody gets their sources from. Cause I don't know, um, from what I know and what, from what I know behind the scenes and what's been said publicly, I think Troy even said it in one of his first few pre- press conferences. They're not in the business of trading away first round picks to get off contracts. Like that's they're mm. just not going to hand out first round picks like candy. Mm. Um, with that said, and this is just me talking. If somebody likes fee enough and they said, we'll take a, a year and a half of Blake. If you give us fee, would you do that? No. You like fee that much?
0: I just or you don't, don't think
1: I, that, I, or you I, don't think Blake getting off of Blake is as
0: important as seeing what Svi can be. No, it's not. Because, A, like I just said, people. And act I assume
1: like, since you wouldn't get off Svi, you definitely wouldn't get off Seiko then.
0: Well, I I I feel like I've said the same sentence I'm about to say. I have a take about Seiko in the chamber that I do not think is appropriate to um, pull the trigger on just because he's a 20 year old. Okay. But I have very strong feelings about w- what's going to happen with him. Um, I'll just, I keep, I keep flirting with it all the time. I just don't think he is what people think he is. And I what think do it's, people think he is, they think he's Pascal. Yeah, oh,
1: Okay. They still think that.
0: And I think it's just at a point where, and I'm not trying to bag him cause he's a 20 year old and we, it's also unlimited volume, limited opportunity, right? We, I can't f- it construct a form. Uh, I mean, there's uh, still I, a chance.
1: I, like there's obviously there's
0: still a chance he's young. Like you Sure. Said. Right. There's no way to accurately assign probability as to how good or bad he's going to be because he's a 20-year-old. But it just it's just this case of, like, not just Pistons fans, but basketball fans, sports fans, uh, putting these expectations on, on their young players because they want them to be something that maybe they're not, right? Killian Hayes comes out of the draft, and everybody's like, he's James Harden. You're saying that because he has a step back. There's no other facet of his game that reminds me of James Harden. And like he's lefty. lefty. Yeah, right, and he's a good passer. But right. then it gets to point, and it was the same thing with Jen, Dennis Smith Jr. in his first game with Detroit. It pissed me off so much. The guy leads the charge on one fast break, and everybody's like, "Look at that! You see how he's controlling the, the pace of this game?" The hell are you talking about? <laughs> what was he gonna do? And then now, and then ever since that, all people talk about it is how slow he is. So people just don't know where they are with some of these players. And it drives me insane. So on the Seku thing, it just bothers me because. Some I don't remember who tweeted it, but they're like, what happened to Seku, man? What do you mean what happened? He played a really good week of basketball when there was no tape on him whatsoever a year ago. And since then, we just kind of like, we got nothing, right? There's just...
1: There's been so, moments here and there, but yeah, it's been
0: inconsistent as you would expect. So just to... And that's why it's like he's... I, I'm rooting for him, obviously. I want him to be amazing, but it's like, come on. So back to your question, you even tweeted this... Um, somebody asked you, like, I don't remember what exactly the question was. Basically, it was like, hey, we need to trade Blake.
1: It wasn't even a question. It was a statement. uh, Yeah, it was. Hold on. I have it right here. Um, Very convincing win. This is following New Orleans win. Without Blake, this is a playoff team. And your response
0: was, of course.
1: Uh, People can obviously say what they want about how he's played this year. Uh, But six of Detroit, and this was before the game finished. Um, so now set, uh, seven of Detroit's eight wins this year are with, came with Blake playing. The narrative that the Pistons win when he doesn't play has to stop. And people go. agreed in the replies. I think most said that um, this team, they think it's more fun to watch when he's not playing. And that's fair, but that's not sure. what I was replying to. I was replying to this guy um, with the, having an overarching theme. that, And I've seen it a bunch. It wasn't just him. I used him as an example. Uh, not an example, but him to, to speak to the people who have also said this, that without Blake, it's a playoff team. It's just like, eh, um, I don't know. Like, there's not much proof to, to back that one up. Sure.
0: Yeah, and that's that's it, right? And it's like, well, imagine the cap space, right? What, are we, what Who are we going to go get this summer? That's the question, right? I'm going to actually what? turn that around on you. Who are we going to get this summer? Have you looked I mean, at the you class? Could've, you could've, I
1: mean, yeah, but you could use that cap space to acquire bad contracts and more picks. <sighs> um I yeah, but guess. like, so, so, yeah, you keep dodging the question. If, if you could get off Blake <laughs> just no. by trading SPHE, and I don't think that would happen. Like, I don't, I think people like SPHE. I don't know if they would take on a year and a half of Blake to do it. Maybe if a team gets really desperate. Uh, but yeah, like, to me, SPHE would be the one I would think about, but I still even wouldn't do it. Like, I don't think getting rid of, unless Blake becomes toxic. Sure. Like, I don't see the, I don't see the point. This team isn't going to win anything significant in the next two years anyway.
0: So just on this V thing, here's why I don't want to trade him. It's, it has nothing to do with my ability to get overly attached to players who, in the grand scheme of things, may or may not matter, right? When they're just like a role player at best, which role players are important, right? If you're going to build anything meaningful, role players win championships at Robert the end Ori of the has day. Robert seven of them. There you go. Svi's not Robert Ory. But in principle, <laughs> right? Like, these guys matter. Golden State doesn't win without Iguodala. Like, we can go down the list, okay? So I just feel like if you're going to keep Bringing in these guys, especially a guy like Svi, and I said the same thing about Luke. So what do I know? But you look at a guy like Svi. Um, he's kind of he's getting better defensively. I I think we can just say yeah. that he's getting better defensively. Yeah. Um. Obviously, this year he's struggling a little bit from the from the long line, but uh, really strong cutter. He's, he's a guy improved attacking the rim. Sure. Passing he's more or less the quintessential embodiment of a guy that you need on your team in order to succeed in today's NBA, right? So it's not that I'm not wanting to trade some nobody, you know, bench player. It's that at some point, if you're going to bring in these guys and they actually show flashes of success, you can't just trade everybody at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And it, and it's it's especially, it especially annoys me when, again, we act as if Blake is a cancer to this team when he's not. I'm in no hurry to get off of him. People think he's going to opt out. I have a hard time believing he would opt out of $40 million, but we all saw the New York Times piece that came out a month or so ago, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's, or at this point, it was like two months ago, where he's like, I do want to win, honestly. So could yeah. he take a pay cut? Yeah, like he could. Or a buyout. Sure. And, you know, if we, and then at that point, people are going to be like, oh, we lost him for nothing. At that point, I'm sure we tried.
1: Yeah, I mean,. Tr- yeah trust me the the front office is very aware of what they could get back from Blake at any time um yeah that's not like if anybody says we lost Blake for nothing, uh delete your twitter <laughs> well, okay, so we're <laughs> like I don't know like yeah if you're if you've watched it all like
0: tr- trust me like if they could trade him, they would um okay that <laughs> really threw me off there um so I was actually gonna bring this up on the last episode. Okay, and then you decided to, to railroad us and make it all about me.
1: Are we going to talk about Brooklyn?
0: No. Oh, okay, good. But uh, it's topical right now. Sve's a restricted free agent this yeah. summer. What's the plan there, you think? Like, what's the price range? Sources
1: tell Je- The Athletic that conversations started uh, around the start of the season, so they've talked. Did you just they're, break they're, news? I think I tweet, I think I put that in the story before. Okay, if not, I
0: must have missed that.
1: Yeah, but if not, um, yeah, it's on. If if not, it's on the pod. They've they've. Uh, when I was told this, the conversations had just started on
0: uh, possible extension. Okay, that's news to me. So to me, you just okay. Wow. All right, we're gonna just roll with it. James just broke news. Everybody, that's our <laughs> fir- that's our first bite on here. Um, that doesn't
1: mean something's gonna get done. A lot no, has happened in between no, 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 now yeah. and the time I was told that.
0: Sure. Um I, it's I, cuz I didn't even realize that that he could be gone and I think I I do find it a little bit hard to believe that there's not an offer sheet that Detroit wouldn't match right like and I don't even then I don't think there's going to be well, yeah, I don't, think, I don't I don't I
1: think he's going to get loop money if that's what you're saying oh, No
0: god no 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 no, no. Yeah. I'm I'm just talking like I don't know 20 million
1: I think that would be high like I could I in my mind it's like a three point shooter who's been very good, and I think he'll be better than from three as the season goes on. Who's who's gotten better but still hasn't done it. Like, I, I think the high end for SV right now is five or six million a year.
0: So, if you do what six for three, Maybe that's eight seven. 18.
1: Yeah, like man, 21, three for 21. Okay, high.
0: I was gonna say, wait, I said 20, and you said that's high. So, if you do, three yeah, for but then six,
1: I think like Langston, he got, got 21 million that, in but his, but that was also from Stan. Um, oh, yeah, well, like. Yeah. Yeah, shooting is at a premium, and I think he's gonna. His numbers will get better as the season goes on. I think he'll get back to where um, he is. Yeah, I don't. I guess it depends on how the season plays out. I, I, in my heart, like I think right now, like five, fifteen, six, eighteen, and maybe seven, twenty-one. Like sure. I, maybe I think that's still a little too. I think that's too high.
0: Are you paying him for who and he I is like or speed. who he could be? Um, I know there's a healthy middle. I think they're going to. I
1: think they're going to try to pay him for who he's been.
0: Yeah. Sure. Okay. Not who he could be, and you think that's worth about five million?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he's. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Just because he, he shoots the ball well, has really only played one year, like heavy in the rotation. Sure. And that year was cut short. Um. Yeah, I wonder even if part of him being out of the rotation now it says something about like I don't think they're like trying to suffocate his value Um, but I definitely think of of their utmost priority is seeing if they can get something for Wayne while he was hot and still just keeping kind of Sfi in the backdrop until they make a decision.
0: Sure I think it's are we at a point where I guess we didn't really talk about Dennis Smith Jr. when we got him so I do want to ask you one question about him is is there any sense of um, is this really a tryout for him To potentially get a a contract this summer, or is it really just like a we kind of had to get you, so like you're gonna play, and then after that, no.
1: I would. uh, I mean, if he plays well, like could they get him for less than his qualifying offer? Maybe if they liked him enough, and he's and he's good in the locker room, and whatever. I would just be surprised if he's back on this team next year. That's just my from what I've heard. I'd just be surprised. The only reason, and what I expect of him.
0: Okay, so I don't you don't know, expect much, right? Okay, yeah. Tonight was just—I I, just—I'm rooting for him. Like he's just such a, you know, you know how we we Pistons fans are. Anytime somebody mentions of them bringing or them watching like the Bad Boys or like going to work yeah, documentaries, that's you know how you, yeah. we are. So yeah, um, the only reason I ask is because if you circle back to the Delon thing, and for t- the
1: record. Every player has seen the bad boys doc. All of
0: them. But <laughs> all, all you have to do is say it. Just sit down yes. and say it, and you're our favorite. That's literally yeah, yeah. it. That's fair. We're easy. Um So if you if you trade Delon Wright, okay, you have Saban Lee, you have Frank Jackson, um, you have Killian, okay, and Dennis McJr. Yeah. And Dennis McJr. But I'm talking in terms of going into next season, right? Yep. At that point, are you looking at, like, Dante Exum? You bring in a veteran.
1: Um, you hope Saban can maybe assume some backup roles. I still think that's too early. I think he'll spend most of the next year in the G League. Um, yeah, you bring in, like, a, a veteran on a, on a low contract and just have him be the, a guy that you can trust to be reliable. I don't think they go out and splurge on a, another point guard. No, I think I mean, they're, if, if they're lucky enough, they'll draft Cade Cunningham and he can – Play on the ball, off the ball. I think. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't anticipate that they have a lot of young guards in the. They're they're high on Killian, despite how he played when he's in his seven games. Sure. They think highly of Killian. They really like Saban Lee too. Um, so I don't. I don't think they bring anybody in here that blocks either one's pathway.
0: I'm just looking at it like Alfred Payton. Is that a guy that you could? Maybe yeah. Because uh... yeah, he wouldn't cost much. It's just gross. I just look at this. It's, I don't, bring in Frank Mason, G League MVP. I don't care. I'm on board with it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'm watching tonight's game against the Pels. Something happened that I was like, James is standing up in his seat right now. Isaiah took another three. He did. I got to say. Go ahead. It, it was in and out. Yeah. Um, I got to say, man, like, it's not that you were the first person to be like, I think this guy can shoot threes, but you were the loudest one. You yeah. were the one that kept. Like hammering it in our heads, like I'm, this guy is gonna be able to stretch one day. Yeah, I know that we've only had. I think that was like his third three point attempt this year. Um, I know he had one after the whistle. I think against Indiana that that actually went in. Yep. Um, is this happening a little bit sooner than you thought? Again, I know it's the volume isn't even there, but like, did you even think he'd be putting him up?
1: Um, yeah, like I figured it would come with time. So. In normal circumstances, we'd be able to see these guys working out, like, after practice, and I would have probably tweeted it even sooner. Uh, but sure. because we're not in the practice facility due to COVID, the only time we really get to see guys, like, non-game action is during warm-ups, like, when they do the, when they do their individual warm-ups before the game, and then when they do, like, the team layup lines and stuff before the game. And I've just been observing, like, his shot looks good. For, like, I didn't watch him much at Washington, didn't expect him to be on the Pistons' radar, so I didn't do much research um shot looks good like it actually like it doesn't look good for a big man like it looks good yeah um and I was like he's gonna shoot threes one day and I think the next day after the game I I, in practice I asked Dwayne I was like I've just been observing Isaiah shooting touch like pregame, and like he has a nice stroke like do you expect him to like stretch the floor at some point he's like yeah definitely he's like the young man can shoot I just don't want to put too much on him right now. I want him to yeah. use all energy. I want him to put pressure on the rim. Uh, but we'll ease him into it. And shortly after that, like, the first three came. Um, because he hasn't shot much, teams are – when he sets the screen and he doesn't roll uh, or he does a handoff and doesn't roll, teams are like big men are backing off of him and he's getting a little bit of space. There's been times before he shot his first one where he thought about it. Yeah. I think that's a great – it says a lot about who Isaiah is. Like, you, how many – guys have come through this Pistons program and try to do things that they're not good at. Um, For him to realize that coach doesn't want me to shoot this shot. Yeah. I'm not going to shoot. It is, I think says a lot about who he is as a person and his character. Uh, But it's obviously the, the coaching staff is allowing him to shoot, shoot some now. And I think as the season goes on, like I wouldn't be surprised if we see Isaiah shoot a three a week.
0: My brother sent me a text a few games ago and he, He's brought it up a few times, but he's right, and I always forget about it. I don't remember what the exact quote was, but it was something along the lines of Isaiah Stewart was basically like, "Man, the guys in this class are lucky we didn't have a combine because they would have <laughs> they would have realized how much better I am than them." That's a great point. And my brother said that, and I'm like, I wouldn't take I would take Wiseman. That's it. I, like that's the only one and I I said Tillman. In terms of but bigs. In terms of bigs, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. I I said Tillman, but for Memphis this year he's been kinda like his I thought the three ball would be better and it's not.
1: Yeah, he started off high. I haven't seen him yeah.
0: done as of late. Who yeah. are the
1: bigs taken in front of him?
0: In front of him? Are we can, are we considering Denny Avdia? I know I mean he's nah, kind of playing I'd the four, no.
1: Yeah, I'd say he's more perimeter. Was Brisman uh, the only big taken? Jalen Smith from yeah. Maryland. Yeah, yeah. I definitely could have seen with a combine. Um, maybe Isaiah gets that uh, Jalen Smith pick. Yeah. Um, I wrote this after the draft, but per sources, teams. Wait, are you breaking news? Are you breaking no, news? I've, I've written this before, okay, but okay, people okay. might have missed it. Um, per sources, team, when the Pistons got Isaiah, like they got offers for him immediately. What? There were teams that really wanted him. Oh, my God. Like, I think a team offered a first. <laughs> what? It was probably heavily protected, but I believe sure. if I recall a team offer at least one team offered a first for him.
0: Does that include a swap with that team for like a, a pick later in that same round? Or just... I'm not sure about that, but I would assume so. Or maybe yeah, a future sure.
1: first. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I remember at the time it, look, I'm guilty of it, too. I remember what I said was like, look, Maxi was there. Chua was still there. RJ Hampton was still there. And I was like, you're getting a traditional big who's just going to kill everyone. So I was wrong while still being right of my <laughs> with my assessment, right? Um, and then I sent you a text, and I said, I called you a liar because I was like, I, I don't believe he's a nice guy. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> like, I really don't. I also, like, I said this on, uh, I was on Sean Murphy, a uh, coveted member of Piston Twitter's uh, uh, podcast just the other day. Uh, actually hasn't come out yet even if, as of this being published it hasn't come out yet but um i said isaiah stewart kind of has like the deandre ayton thing going on where deandre ayton's like a 21 year old who looks like he's about 35 <laughs> I, isaiah stewart's not 19 and I, he's not a nice guy i don't believe it
1: that might be that i think they're i know isaiah's jamaican uh, I, th- I think deandre is J- jamaican too i think he's from the Bahamas. Mm.
0: Bahamas, yeah. That's what I it is, yeah. So, yeah.
1: so the Caribbean, the Caribbean fellas, they look yeah. a little bit older than they are. Um, you yeah, know, that's funny. I mean, Isaiah, yeah, you can believe it or not, he is a nice guy. He's a really nice guy.
0: No, he's not. He is, man. Just, I'm sure you can find some of his interviews on YouTube. It it breaks my heart. I was thinking about this, man. And I know that you're you're a wet blanket and you're not going to let me have fun. But even, I don't mean to keep citing texts that my brother sent me, but he kind of sent me as a joke yesterday. He sent me a text and he's like, man, why aren't the Pistons playing tonight? Like it's fun, baby, and it makes <laughs> me so mad that the Pistons uh the players can't like feel the energy? Like they can't I know you're going to be like, "Well, Blake checks Twitter. They check Twitter." But like they can't, you know, feel it. Like sure, LCA's attendance would still be terrible if things I'm were normal. I'm actually curious
1: about that. I was, I was I, talking about somebody. Yeah. I don't I wonder even though their records bad I wonder if the attendance. I don't think it would be like obviously it wouldn't be full, and I don't think it would be um, anything to write home about. But I think it would be as good, if not better, than last year's team, if I had to guess, just because of how this team plays and the teams they've beaten, um, and there's a lot of young guys playing. Like
0: I th- there's a lot to see. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, going to say. I think I think the
1: attendance. I'd be. I'm very curious. I don't think it would be abysmal.
0: Yeah, well, because I, I was thinking about it about ten minutes before we started recording, I was like, "I should ask him about this." I was like, "No, it's a stupid question," because he's going to be like, "No, it would be bad." So I'm glad that yeah. you kind of, I'm glad that you kind of agreed with me there. Um, it's just fun. I, like I, you know, it, it's I don't really know how to articulate it. Like I hope people are having as much fun as I am. I hope I'm <laughs> <laughs> really hope I'm not the only one that's like, you know, well, like you know, I
1: think a lot of people are having fun. I'm I'm enjoying covering this team. I've said it many times. Like this is the most. Uh, interesting team I've covered in my four years, without question, and that again includes a playoff team um, and a ridiculous season from Blake. This is from in totality. This is by far the most interesting of the four teams, and it's also the worst. Sure. I don't know if they're worse than last year's
0: team. Um, is it more of? Was it more of a? Because again, you 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 seemed pretty last indifferent. Last year's about team it, got but... twenty wins. Yeah.
1: Before the shutdown, and there was yeah. still what, 30 games left, 20 games left? What oh, not,
0: tw- yeah, not 30. I'd say it was about 15, 20.
1: Yeah, there's about 15 left. Could this team get – yeah, like, I don't know. I don't Like, assuming Blake – if if this Pistons team played last year's Pistons team with Blake out like he was last year, I think this Pistons team wins. And I think they could I'd beat him by, like – I think they could beat them by, like, 10 points, 10, 15 points.
0: Sure. Um. Yeah, like, I just – I keep trying. I keep going to say a point, and then I keep forgetting it, and it's driving me insane. Um, I did say I tweeted this earlier. Like I love this team uh, more than I love the playoffs team. I. It's yeah. just. It's also worth noting, like on just uh, once again backtracking to the, um, you know, are we winning too many games? No. It's very easy to coast off this momentum, and then you real you get humbled real quick when you look at the standings, friends. I, I promise you. Yeah, um,
1: I do think they're better than the record, though.
0: It's yeah, and I've said it it's it's yeah, it's a lot. it's really easy for any player of any team Well, I think, you know, our record isn't truly reflective or indicative of, of where we are. Yeah, yeah. No, but it but they're right this year for Detroit, they're right. Um the good news with the Pelicans win today, this was a free win. The Wizards won. So like it if the Wizards are winning, we can win. It's okay. And that's the thing that I think people sometimes forget a little bit. You don't have to be Number one, like you don't have to be the worst team; you have to be one of the three worst teams, yep. and that's all that matters. So as long as we fit somewhere in there, it's us in Washington, baby. Like that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, don't forget about Minnesota, uh, and Minnesota. But I, I just refuse to believe that they're going to continue to be this bad. But then, like Nas Reed, Motown Noah All Star, by the way, Nas Reed, a guy yep. who I desperately wanted the Pistons to draft he what plays two years his ass ago. Off. Oh. Oh man, he's something fun. Uh Isaiah Stewart is if Nas Reed, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and Thomas Bryant had a baby. The energy oh, that they my. oh you oh, like that's that? A,
1: that's a threesome.
0: That's a that's a great comp though. Like the energy that they all that's play a disgusting with disgusting threesome. N- Brother. Nas, Nas Reed,
1: Reed Thomas Bryant and Theonis Antetokounmpo? Kumpo.
0: Yeah, Thanasis.
1: Thanasis? Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: uh, Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: Basically, Isaiah Stewart look, is the product don't of that. I not want to be in the room for that one. Oh, my
0: God. You just won't move off of it. I, <laughs> all I'm saying, I've literally, I've made a, I made an incredible comparison. I'm going to ask you a non-Pistons question really quick. I've been thinking about it all day, burning question. Two superstars that do not play for the same team that you look at them and you're like, nah, they could never play together. That's a great question. I've been thinking about it all day. It's been driving me insane. Because um, I, I was like, Jokic and AD, and I was like, I think they could figure that out. Yeah, I think they could figure that out. Um, That's the problem you're going to run into is you're going to anyone you think you're gonna be like yeah I could figure that out.
1: We're not we're not including Russell Westbrook as a superstar anymore because I could pair him with almost anybody. I
0: was going to say no because you could put him with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. I don't think you could say you can't say Chris Paul anymore either. Also because he could play with anybody. Yeah.
1: That's a great question. I
0: don't know why I was – I kept basically trying to put Jokic with anybody, but I couldn't because anybody is – like, it would work. Like, Jokic and KD, I think that would be kind of clunky, but they'd score a lot of points.
1: Are we including Ben Simmons?
0: I am, yes.
1: I don't think Simmons and
0: Harden would be fun together. But you would have liked Harden and Embiid. Yes. Yes. Okay, that, and that's, yeah, that's not even, I'm not, it's, an, it's not accusatory. I'm, yeah, Um, what about Simmons and Jokic? That's gross. I don't want that's that, that. That's disgusting. Is that unless the answer? Simmons is
1: gonna, unless Simmons is going to cut and move and do all that stuff, I just, Simmons is at his best with the ball in his hands, and I would want Jokic to have the ball in his hands.
0: I'm going to do, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to go 2013 Mellow and current Jokic. That would be a disaster. That would be gross. Oh.
1: twenty thirteen mellow and harden wouldn't be that fun. Oh.
0: Well, I didn't we kind of feel like we already had that with um with Harden and Westbrook. I don't think I don't think Dame and, and Harden would work together. That's I don't think that would win a lot of games. I you're probably right. Do you think One. that but do you think that's better? I think I think we can get away with that because I think people are going to there's going to be some arguments on the Simmons pick. So I think we should just say Damon Harden. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll roll yeah. with that. Um I actually I'm kind of mad at myself. We're going to wrap up here in a minute with story time with James. I'm really mad at myself. I had a whole big plan for how I was going to start today's show and I'm just really out of sorts right now, so I totally whiffed Where on it. What was it? it? I was gonna. G- I'm not a congratulatory kind of guy, mm-hmm. but I saw this on Twitter today, and it made my heart. You ever see something that makes you so happy? Your heart just you feel it. You know. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out, a big congratulations to Lazarus Jackson. He's a father. Yes. He's gonna be a dad. Congrats
1: to Laz, man. That's I awesome. just,
0: I just, I, I wanted to kick off today's show because it was Valentine's Day, and be like, look at this, the product of love. Lazarus Jackson's gonna be a dad. Um, That's and awesome. I, I was trying to think of the parental hierarchy in Pistons Twitter. I was like, well, if Duncan Smith is the father, then Laz is probably your favorite uncle, right? And then I'm just yeah. the knucklehead is, nephew are, or something.
1: Or I don't. I, again, I'm not. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know much about Pistons Twitter until I started being the beat writer for the team. Sure. Or covering the team. So like, Duncan's considered the dad.
0: Yeah, it was just because I was in the shower earlier, and I was thinking about – I was rehearsing this exact conversation, and I was like, well, who's the dad? And I was like, probably Duncan because I don't know who else would be. Sean yeah. Corp maybe, but probably Duncan. Sean's probably an uncle, but Laz is an I uncle, I was just right? – yeah, I was
1: just curious like what, like, I would, so is, was he the kind of the – was Duncan the guy that was the most prominent voice earliest –
0: for that me at least, but th- okay. that's just for me personally i don't i don't know that anybody else is going to share that
1: but 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 this is laz's moment um yeah i think laz would be i think laz's voice is from what i see on twitter pistons twitter seems to really like laz's voice as they should he's a very yep. very smart fan um and a very
0: nice guy and, and yeah i'm so happy for him i am i hope he's listening to this um yeah like i said i do you agree with the the knucklehead the the ruckus causer nephew The one who just takes his shirt off on ESPN—is that for you? Sure. Yeah.
1: I think you're the you're the um, the delinquent (laughs) juvenile. No, you're the cousin (laughs) who.
0: I already know where you're going with this.
1: No, you're the cousin who is like the life of the party. Um, But and and when he's not and when he before he starts drinking, he's very cool, calm says some great things. You love hanging out with him And as soon as he gets a couple shots in him he uh he starts acting a fool. He wants to fight everybody.
0: Oh, I ruined the family reunion kind you, of yeah thing. with, okay, with sure. craziness. Sure. And but then, then my... when, you're,
1: when when you're fine everybody loves you.
0: Sure. <laughs> Except I don't drink, so I don't yeah, <laughs> yeah right. no exactly. Um that's fair. James, we're going to do I'm going to put a little spin on today's story time with james okay i hope it's
1: a good one because i feel like i've been disappointing in my last
0: two story times it's not about the pistons it might be i don't know it might be i think you've told me this story before and i love it um unless it's going to be a different story i asked you i believe it was the first time you were ever on shoot the jay which was about a year ago mind you okay um we've been friends for a year happy valentine's day james happy
1: valentine's day man
0: um I asked you through your, your all the interviews you've done, you've done NBA TV, the most starstruck you've ever been in your current job. Anyone? Um I can tell you who you said yeah, if you can't think I, of
1: it. I I th- I know who I think I know who I said and that's probably who's going to be my answer Is I'm trying to think if anything's changed since then. Candace Parker. There it is. Yeah, that was that was nuts. Um, so, yeah, I grew up... How old is Candace? Candace can't be much older. She has to be early 30s.
0: I was going to say she's like 31, I think.
1: So I'm 28. Like, I just remember in high school, like, the videos of her dunking and her game just being smooth. Like, she was the hottest shit in the in the basketball universe for a while. Um, and so, yeah, she obviously does NBA TV. And last year, this year... NBA, the setup's weird because of COVID, but last year I would do NBA TV a lot, and I was on with her and Steve Smith, Mm. who, if people know me, I only have two jerseys in this world right now, two basketball jerseys, it's a Sean Livingston Clippers jersey and a Steve Smith Atlanta Hawks jersey, Michigan State's finest, Detroit's finest, and so me and Steve it's pre pre live. So like we're waiting to go live and you just, they, they say hello to me. I say hello to them back and me and Steve always do the go green, go white. Yeah. And Candace, as soon as I say go green to Steve, Steve's like, go, go, go white. She's like, Oh my gosh, will you guys stop. <laughs> and she's just like railing on the Michigan state love. And yeah, I, I have a photo on my Instagram of me and her side by side. She was asking me a question and, yeah, man, Candace is like I, I'm a big WNBA fan. So like yep. Lindsay Whalen, Sue Bird, um, if I Cash, ever... Diana Nolan from Flint Swing Cash, yeah. Candace Parker though, man. Like that was the fact that I've been able to talk to her a bunch of times is Yeah. Oh, a bunch of so awesome. that
0: like you've like since then you've like corresponded.
1: I've say I've probably well, I mean like on NBA TV, that wasn't the only time I've talked with her. Okay, sure. Um I actually had a I talked with Stan when he, obviously last year he was doing NBA TV, so waiting to go live. Me and him had a good, a good convo, just catching up. Um, it was good to see him today. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I, I got to see him. It's first time I've seen him in person since he he left Detroit. But yeah, Candace Parker was probably the only person, the only she's the only NBA person I've been starstruck. There's other people I've met in my travels that have I've absolutely been in awe.
0: You don't have to tell stories. Give us a name or two.
1: Oh, if you want these these stories are funny. Um I okay.
0: I mean I, we have time if you want. We got yeah, we got time. The only thing I just want to add really quick, I have two things to add. One, if I ever met Elena Deladon in person, Jeez. by my approximation, yeah. uh the best women's basketball player of all time, period. I firmly believe she could that. average twelve and ten in the league. I like I a hundred percent. Second thing I, I just want to add really quick, um, I knew I was getting close, James. I just want to give you a live update. I'm at nine thousand nine hundred ninety-six followers. So I let's just, go. We're get, we're right there. We're right, right Nick,
1: on. The, get Nick to r- ten thousand. <laughs> tell a friend. Tell a friend. Um, well, by the also, time this comes out, I'll be there. Go to also go to our on Detroit magazine and vote for the Bun and Cardigan Show as the best podcast in Detroit. Is it is that the name yes. of the magazine? Can you get I that name really quick while I tell this story? I'll, yes. Go ahead. So I've met, I've met method man. <laughs> what? I've met red man separately. And I've met the, the mom from Sabrina, the teenage witch, Carolyn or Caroline. What? I don't what? know her name. So the method man story, we're in Orlando. i um, either flying to a different city or flying back back home. Me and Rod are at our terminal. We're have the same flight. Look over the next terminal. It's, it's going to New York. And Method Man is just sitting over there, literally with, like, six kids, which I assume are, like, all his kids. Like, I don't know if they went to Universal or something. But it's just, like, Method Man and, like, his family in the next terminal. And I'm just looking. I'm in awe. Like, I'm a massive Wu-Tang fan. Like, I have multiple. I actually have the Wu-Tang W on my sleeve. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a a tidbit people don't know. Like, my tattoo sleeve, there's the Wu-Tang W tucked in there. Love the Wu-Tang. Um, so I went to go like, get some candy. I left the terminal for a second to go get some candy. And he was walking, <laughs> he was walking by. Um, and I just kind of gave him the head nod. I didn't know what to say. And he gave me the head nod back. And that was awesome. The Red Man story is hilarious. Or, was, or did I? It might've, I might have got him confused. But I bowed to one of them. I did like a karate bow. Because I didn't know what to do. We were in L.A. at the L.A. Live Marriott, and there was a lot of people in town. I don't know. Like, A-Rod was there. I think the World Series was going on, but also Redman was there. And he walked past me in the lobby, and I'm 90% sure I just, like, put my hands together and just did, like, a sensei bow because I didn't know what else to do. (laughs) And he he gave me the head nod. And then after I saw (laughs) Redman, I literally did, like – just, like, a quick, like, bow. I didn't know what to do. I was, like, starstruck. Uh, Dr. Reggie Noble. And so after I see him, I'm, like, walking past him, like, going to the elevator to go up in my room. And I'm, like, my mind is, like, struck. And I get in the elevator. And literally, it's me, this couple, and the mom from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, hold on. Let me um look up her name. Because people, if you know, if you're my age... um like you know who this actress is. Like yeah. you, you'll know her uh, face, uh, Car- uh, Caroline Ray, R-H-E-A-A. R-H-E-A. Raya Caroline Raya. If you look her up, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. She was just like in some shorts and a hoodie on the elevator going just up vibes. to the room. We should, yeah, we went up an elevator together, and it was just shocking. You see a lot Didn't of people say a word. In LA. Did you? No, because she was talking to the couple like randomly, oh, yeah. and I just kind of just like, what in the hell? Like I'm from. Flint, like the only famous people from flint are like basketball players like you don't see actors and actresses and yeah that much
0: uh mark ingram mark ingram heisman trophy winner yeah
1: yeah that's every they have that sign at every possible entrance into flint (laughs) i went to high school with if people remember mc breed uh had songs with tupac's tupac's wow with tupac uh what's the most um I'm from FLINT. Uh, Yeah, yeah. MC Breed is the most famous rapper from Flint. Um, I went to high school with his daughter. John Connor, if people remember John Connor, my best friend, like, produced stuff for him.
0: It's a Terminator, isn't it?
1: That's the same name, yeah. That's the same name.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, man. So, yeah, I bowed. I can't remember if I bowed to Method Man or Red Man, but I'm pretty sure it was Red Man, and I uh, karate bowed to him.
0: Such an out of body experience you don't even remember. Those are great stories, James. Man. You're full of stories. See, I bet it's nice to get off the piston so that way you don't feel like you're burning those stories. But off. I probably
1: should have just saved those for when I ran. I like that might be be the next the next thing for us. Um once I run out of story time with players, like maybe I'll tell road stories. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um I do have another question that I actually meant to ask you two episodes ago, okay? Yeah. Since I feel like the tail end of this is just not basketball. Uh, Favorite Chappelle show sketch?
1: Oh, man. Like, this is such a... Wu-Tang was in the racial draft, I believe. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, I mean, that's the easy one to pick, but it's like, I've always wanted to say this for shizzle. (laughs) Goodbye, fried rice, hello, fried chicken. Like, I mean, like, how is that not the funniest shit in the world?
0: Well, okay, if you take mine, I'm going to be mad. You can pick that one if you want. So That one's not mine. I also, (laughs) there's one I like, but it's
1: like, I don't know if I can say it because the times have changed, but I always just thought it was funny and it wasn't like a big sketch, but it just made me laugh when they did the, the gay KKK. I don't remember that one. It's hotter than the Dickens. Like, oh yeah. (laughs) And the guy and the guy's mowing the lawn and he's like thrusting it across. Like that shit was funny. Um, I thought
0: you were going to say the, the family, the one, uh, that, that one's, one's funny same. too. Yeah. That one uh, is that your favorite? It it's horrible, but yeah, yeah it's funny. it's really funny. No, my favorite one um, is the Wayne Brady sketch. That's great. The I, I, it's literally perfect. Like oh, I remember, what's the show that he hosts now? Not not The Price is Right. It's um Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. So anytime like I was homesick and I watched Let's Make a Deal, I'd be like, mm, that's not like you're supposed to love Wayne Brady, but then I think about that sketch and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Um, also
1: Clayton Bigsby's up there for me too. Well, like, sure. I feel like that's the most just
0: shocking. Like I can't
1: believe that was on TV.
0: Yeah, what was that like, two thousand three or two thousand two or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but
1: like it's the the black white supremacist and <laughs> it's just an it's a it's a crazy concept, but it's just like absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And like that's as I would imagine if you're a person. Um, not of color to watch that and laugh like it's probably hard to do because it's very (laughs) it's just a lot going on man that's a deep that's a deep skit and well that's yeah.
0: that's why the the one about the family i never know how to feel because it makes me really uncomfortable how just comfortably uh or how comfortable they are just say i know it's a bit but like it it just makes me i just i like cringe yeah but that's why it's so funny right Um, So just to get us back on track, what James was mentioning before, um, I, like, forgot that we were doing our show for a minute. Like, (laughs) I was just like we're just hanging out. That's the point. Um, It is, in fact. So I actually – I retweeted it, so it's going to be at the top of our feed on the Bun and Cardigan show. Um, It is from our Detroit magazine. Our is in, like, the unit of time. Um, And, yep, you can submit your favorite, like, restaurants. Um, or, like, literally, like, individual food items. There's a whole bunch of categories for your favorite Detroit thing. Uh, They do have uh, Best Detroit Sports or just Detroit Podcast. Um, You have to scroll a little bit to find it. Put us in there. I don't know what we win. Just bragging rights, I guess. Sure. Um, Spot in a magazine. uh, Yeah, I guess that would would really be, be it. All right, James, since we're running a little bit long here, we do still have to do our albums. Yeah, do you wanna go first? I will go first. Drop today. Valentine's Day, baby. Oh my lord, you better not. I am. I have an affinity for um any NBA player dropping a record. Um I think they're all hilarious because they're all the same. The inexplicable use of pronouns, um <laughs> the, the the rhymes about, you know, being in the gym trying to be the greatest <laughs> You know, and and Denzel Valentine's record five one seven made me. Uh, is the quintessential embodiment of that. Also, because five one seven, the area code that I grew up in, it's kind of cool to see that <laughs>
1: represented. Oh yeah, a bit. Is 517, yeah. It is five
0: one seven? It is five one seven. Yeah. So while Denzel Valentine and I come from different walks of life, yeah. um, we do fall under the same umbrella of the five one seven. That's what my phone number is. Like, it's the five one seven number. Um now people have to guess the next seven numbers, and then they 'll know what my number is but um yeah it 's great it 's thirty three minutes of like yeah, okay, there is one track that I think is kind of nice it 's called ride um i don 't love using my pick on like a meme, but you did and you're kind of on a run
1: between that and rich brian
0: okay well rich brian 's sweet i don 't know why you feel the need to lie what are we or what are we lying for today it 's right. valentine 's Day, James all right. Right. Also, I didn't. Re- I just want to make it clear. This is the second week in a row that you've made it seem like I did not pick Rich Bryan for Black History Month. I just want to make that clear. That was no, you
1: didn't. You instead picked Denzel Valentine for Black History Month.
0: He's mixed. I could say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He is. No, he is. Yeah. You. I mean. Yes. You can say it. He is. He's black. That's not what I'm questioning. You just decided to use our <laughs> our precious month to highlight Denzel Valentine's <laughs> rap career
0: like people will appreciate the
1: record all right i mean that's i i I haven't listened i won't listen i shout (laughs) out to denzel i know his dad i his dad when i covered high school sports his dad was the coach down there um nothing but love for the valentine family um but i will not be listening to his rap record boo sorry dude you picked all right that's fair go ahead i can
0: i can pick a real (sighs) one if you want me to pick a real one because madlib just came out with a record that i really like so i can pick that if you want the madlib record yeah
1: Oh, you like that? That was dope. I, like I did it.
0: like it. Oh, you want me to pick that? surprise Mad- me every now and then, yeah. Fine. Mad Libs' new album. I picked that. Go ahead. Sounds
1: of some, uh I have it up. Can I was going to say, it? I can literally
0: pull it up in a second. It's
1: called Sound Ancestors. Yeah. Really good. Really yeah, good. Yeah, no, it is really good. Um, So I've been trying to prolong my pick because for some reason I did not do think lives. of one. So I'm going to go with Rock Marciano. Um which Rock Marciano album do I want to go with? Let's go with Rosebud's Revenge.
0: Okay. Tell me about it.
1: Um so Rock Marciano has an interesting career. He was he's he's right now in like the 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 peak of his buzz, he's but he's like early 40s, late 30s. He was in a rap group early on that never really did anything and then out of kind of nowhere he just like had this solo career that was based off like very intricate, witty, funny, like pimp raps, I guess you would call it. Um, okay. but he would also rap he his backdrops are, are all samples, very little drums or the drums are turned down. Like he doesn't have banging drums. It's pretty much he's just rapping over the sample in most with uh in most of his tracks on all his albums. Uh but sure. it's phenomenal. Just the samples he picks. He makes most of his beats. His rhymes are Street. They're funny. They're clever. Um, he, his wordplay is ridiculous. His yeah. It's Rock Marciano. I mean, you can pick any album from him, and you'll you'll enjoy it. But I'm gonna go with my favorite, Rosebud's Revenge. Um, History is probably my favorite on there. Um, I mean, there's the whole album's dope, but hi, I'll sure. go with History is my favorite. Mark 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 rossiano All right, we need to get off. Rock Marciano, <laughs> Rosebud's Revenge. That's my pick. That's a Black History Month pick,
0: buddy. There we go. All right. Well, I amended it to the Mad Lib album, so I'm off the hook That I'm fine. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Before we get off here, I recently partnered with Nick Bradley, who is a designer and, I believe, the creator of the secondstring.com, second as in the number itself, not the word second. Uh, If you are ever in the market for some of the latest and greatest Detroit sports apparel, including the Red Wings, the Tigers, the Lions, and, of course, your Detroit Pistons, You can, of course, check out TheSecondString.com. And if you use promo code Hinkle, my last name, H-E-N-K-E-L, you will get 10% off your purchase. If you want a Bad Boys crew neck T-shirt, you want a French Revolution crew neck T-shirt, bam, put in promo code Hinkle, you'll get 10% off. Again, that is TheSecondString.com. Now, James, we have reached the end of our uh, ninth episode, I believe, on the cusp of the 10th. And uh, we did finally hit 100 reviews on apple Podcasts, we did it Yay. so uh yeah good stuff good stuff we Thank obviously you the people whoever yes did, whoever did the one star <sighs> i was something hot for, coming for that ass oh i was i was so rest assured james will be using uh his surveillance technology available to him from the athletic to track down the ip of whoever exactly that was we are in, we've we've had that conversation so we will find out whoever that was little mookie
1: um... from flint's coming for you <laughs> I haven't had to call little Mookie in a while. Like that, and I might have to send him a
0: text. <laughs> that sounds like a, a Bunny Cardigan After Dark uh, uh, conversation. Alrighty, James. Tremendous episode. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. If you're feeling generous, feel free to leave a review. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.